say you're an orphan Well, I'm an orphan too You say you're on your own Well, I'm on my own too If you need some help Some help to see you through Stand next to me And I'll stand next to you It'll be alright It will be alright I uh, had a little bit of a health scare earlier in the week. Oh yeah, what was it? I uh, I was. You ever li- you ever listened to the mixtape? Uh yeah. So, uh-huh. so I did this this cure mixtape mm-hmm. on uh, Wednesday. Right here on Open Lines Radio. Right, and right. I got to the end. It had been about an hour and a half um, since I. It was an hour and a half long playlist that I did. Right. And I got to the end, and I was like just getting lightheaded, and I was like, I was thinking, you know, I. I smoked a little bit before I started. Uh-huh. <laughs> and I can't believe it must be a creeper. Like I can't believe I'm like it's like hitting me now, and I like. Like I was just, or maybe it's like I said it. I said it on there. I'm like I don't know if it's that or if I'm like listening to these old Cure songs is making, but I feel like I'm leaving my body. Uh-huh. And I finished, and I'm uploading the stuff to the internet, and I'm looking at my phone, and my left eye just like blinked blind, like blinked out. Oh, that's scary. And I thought like my hair had fallen in front of my eye, <laughs> and I go to move my hair, and there's no hair. Oh shit. And I'm like, oh my god, what? And I was freaking out. Yeah, and I like put my hand over my other eye, and it was just black. Yeah, and so that's I'm super. like, and like the day before, I had been working in the yard, and I kind of stopped because I'm like feeling like I was gonna have a heart attack. Yeah, yeah. and and I, like I'm like, oh man, this is how it goes. I thought I was dying. I'm like, this is how it starts with like going blind, I guess. Yeah, and like I got, I was in the garage working on the thing, so I got up and I went into the house and just kind of breathed through it. And after uh-huh. about ten minutes, like it, my eyesight eventually came back, but it shook me up, man. Yeah. <laughs> and so I start looking online at like what it means for temporary blindness in one eye. Yeah. And man. it's like uh, this is an emergency. Um, yeah. Don't mess around. So I went right. into the emergency room. They did a uh, CT scan. Uh, uh-huh. It wasn't a stroke. I thought I had a stroke. Is what I was thinking. Right. Because you know right. all these people, my all these celebrities that are kind of my age are having strokes and dying. Yeah, that's, that's, I look at Twitter every day and I see all the people that die, and I'm like, oh man, I'm at that, I'm at that viable, dieable age. <laughs> <You> yeah. <know>? <laughs> <laughs> but it wasn't yeah, a stroke. That's... My my uh, my blood pressure is very high. Oh, okay. And um, it's it kind have... of a, it's it, what it was is a warning sign. It's a warning yeah. sign that I'm about to, you know. Yeah. So. Got to make some lifestyle changes. Well, is that, I mean, is it related to blood sugar at all? Because one of my, my dear friends ended up getting, uh, he has diabetes now. He, had, he has an illness, and the medication gave that he took for the illness gave him diabetes. And that's one of the things that happened to him is he, is, he lost his eyesight for a little bit. No, did no they one, mention that? No one mentioned that to me. Yeah. What, the, what mean, the, the, the thought was that my blood pressure is dangerously high. Yeah, and yeah. Um, that they're just not getting blood flow like like, like that like that eye just kind of like didn't get enough blood flow to it. You know, yeah, like, there might be well, some kind of blockage or something. So they gave me pills, which I hate to take, which is why my blood pressure is so high because I stopped taking blood pressure pills years yeah. ago. Yeah, well that uh, that shit's scary, man. So I'm back on the meds. <laughs> so how long ago is this? This was on Wednesday. Okay, so like, I mean, we're we're a couple days out. Yeah. So I've been uh, eating a lot of fruit smoothies for breakfast. And, yeah. Um, well, you know, I just have a bad, uh, just my bad habits. Just I usually I'm getting off of work really late, and when I go into yeah. work, it's kind of mid afternoon, so I'm not really hungry when I go into work. Uh-huh. But by the time I get off work, I'm starving. Mm-hmm. And so I usually will just like hit a drive-through on my way home, you know, just because. I'm hungry. I don't even want to wait till I get home to eat something healthy. I just want to like, by yeah, the time I yeah. get home, I get home at 11 o'clock at night and I don't want to like spend my time at home eating. I want to just, 
yeah. eat in the car, and then by the time I get home, I'm good to go. I'm good to unwind. Right. right. So it was kind of weird. It was kind of a, a one of those eye-opening moments. But then you know what? Then when you realize you're fine, you're like you just kind of fall back into those whole things. <laughs> I'm all right. <laughs> I'm like, I shouldn't, I didn't even really need to go to the hospital. Like the doctor's uh, name was the same name as my brother-in-law. <laughs> you know? Oh yeah. It's like, it's like, come on. I'm going to take advice from Nicholas Ward. <laughs> uh, I'm going to venture to say that, uh, it's probably a good thing you went in, you know? Yeah. So, yeah. You know, that's a good question. Like, what causes high blood pressure? Is it solely diet? Did they, they put you on a regimen? Like, is there a certain amount of, like, physical activity you have to do? What's the plan from well, there? Well, with me, it's been, like, me and me, I don't know if, how often you go to the doctor or what your blood pressure is like, but it's kind of been just, a her, they say it's like a heredity thing. Like, our mom's got uh-huh. high blood pressure and just yeah, naturally think, high cholesterol. And I think dad does, too. And so... I don't know that there's anything I can do for it other than just like try to be help, you know, yeah. try try to like keep it under under control. Yeah. yeah, yeah. A general level of nutrition and activity, I guess, would be the the main thing. But yeah, you know, my I I don't go to the doctor too often. All for, for my work, we have like a yearly screening that we have to do. I we don't have to do, but we get better rates or whatever if we do it. And so. Um, when I go in, I've noticed that if I've had a lot of caffeine that day, that has an impact on my blood pressure. But outside of that, I haven't noticed anything. But I, yeah. I consume a whole lot of caffeine. Um, how's your caffeine intake? I've, I, I, you know, before this all happened, I've already been um, reducing my caffeine intake just because uh-huh. I've been having kind of chest pains and yeah. um, my heart. I, I, I knew there was something, I, you know, I, I could feel that there's something going on. I've already kind of preemptively, I've, I've just had doctors for years tell me I need to get off caffeine. So like, yeah, yeah. I have a hard time. I, I really love Coke. Yeah. <laughs> but right. when we're at the store, I'll buy the caffeine free if right. it's available. It's, it's kind of hard to find. Um, but I, I, like, I don't, I'm not, I don't really care about the caffeine. It's just that the drinks that I like tend to have it. Yeah, yeah, same here. Uh, same here. Coffee. I mean, I'm drinking coffee right now, and I'm like, <laughs> I shouldn't be. <laughs> it's so, you know, I but it's so good, you know. I mean, I wasn't um, even talking to someone at work. I'm like, I gotta get, I've, I gotta get some decaf. I gotta, and they're like, well, what's yeah. the point? And I'm like, I like the taste. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And I've never yeah. had decaf. I just always go with the caffeinated because yeah, I like the rush too. Well, I'm in the same situation. I I like to have mine in the in the evening. I'm actually in the morning. I'm I'm kind of fine just taking it easy and just having water. Um, but then it then it messes with my sleep. So so uh, sometimes the decaf is the way to go for that. But um, you know, it's something that I'm curious about when you bring up just the health scare um, psychologically. I mean. So let me give you an example. So I have this weird little bump on the back of my neck. It's like, um, it, it feels like a tumor or something, right? I mean, it's, it's just really small, kind of off one of my vertebrae. And um, I went into the doctor, and it, I've noticed it over the Christmas break, and um, kind of just sat and ruminated over it for a little while, and um, ended up going to the doctor because it freaked me out. And I get headaches in the back of my they start in the back of my head. I get them pretty regularly, at least at least weekly, right? Mm-hmm. So I just I went into the doctor, and he's not too concerned about it. So just keep an eye on it. If it if it uh, grows or becomes painful, come in immediately, you know. And um, and but I, so I'm I'm tracking this thing all the time. I just feel it always. And it's psychologically is the thing that has messed with me a little bit. It's just this constant reminder that any moment shit can turn upside down, you know? And, um, and one of my big fears is just dying while my kids are still young. You know, I've got a a 13 and an 11 year old and I, I want to be around. And, and so like, it's just this kind of ever present reminder that, Hey, you know, you don't get to control a lot of this stuff. And so I'm kind of curious, did you have any kind of 
feelings with that this week? Yeah, that's. I mean, that's my biggest fear too. Is is like, I still have a couple in high school, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know if once they're out of high school, I'll be better with it. You know, <laughs> it's just. Yeah, yeah. Um, but no, it's been it's been really heavy on my mind lately. Um, this this uh, feeling of mortality. Yeah. Um, just every, every time I see, I, and maybe I need to just get off Twitter. But every time I see a celebrity <laughs> death, I just it, it shakes me a yeah. little bit, and it's like, yeah. it, like here are these people that like can afford like health care, these you right. know, and, and they can afford a good. They probably have n- nutritionists and, and yeah, people they have the for means, them yeah, and, and the resources, and they're they still just they're just yeah, gone, just it. a blink, yeah. you know. And that's kind of how that felt. It was almost like just like that. My eye just—it was like someone flicked my eye, and it just like just like that. And it was like, whoa, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So how long did that last? It lasted about ten minutes. Not very long, but long enough nah, to. Like, that's long. That's pretty long in my book. To lose your vision, ten minutes—that would—that's enough to like cause a, a great deal of panic. Yeah, yeah. I was panicking. You know? I was panicking. I was. <laughs> I was breathing through it. I'm like, just breathe through it, man. You can breathe through it. It's coming back. And it's like, and then, and then I'm starting having these thoughts where, where am I just going to, is this just my life now? I'm just blind in this eye. And like, and actually it's still kind of blurry out of that yeah. eye, you know, and, and yeah. maybe it's something completely different. Maybe it's not even related to that. It could be, uh, you know, cause you go to the emergency room and they don't know about yeah. the eye, you know, yeah. they, they recommend that I go to an ophthalmologist, but you know, I don't have health insurance for that. You know, I'm just, yeah, I'm just, yeah. you know, Holly just started her job. I'm like 80 days out from health insurance. I can't go. <laughs> <laughs> just hold on a little longer. Yeah. So, yeah. But yeah, it's, it's, it's got me thinking, but you know, I've, I've, uh, I've done some experimentation in the past. It's been a few years with, uh, psychedelics. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I kind of had this moment where I thought I had died, you know. Yeah. <laughs> and 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 I kind of want to hear about that. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> All right. I don't, I don't know who <laughs> listens to this, but let's just go for it. Okay. So uh, this was probably five years, five, four or five years ago. Okay. And um. Have you heard? Have you have you heard of salvia? Yeah, I mean, I think you can buy it in Utah, but I know here you can just get it at any kind of smoke shop. Yeah, I think you used to be able to get it that way. I think that's changed. And I had this friend that was kind of telling me about it, and and, and so I, I went and got some. Uh-huh. <laughs> and it just takes a little, and. Uh, they gave me the instructions and they're like, you got to hold it in. You got to like when you, when you smoke it and you got to hold it in, like just hold it. Like if you just blow it out, you won't get there. So Holly went first mm-hmm. and she, she, she takes this hit of this thing and like, she's like kind of puts her head down and she comes up and she's just like, blah, blah, blah. it's like, she starts speaking in tongues. Yeah. yeah. And she's like, and then she's like, this, this, I can't, like she was pissed off at me. I can't believe you did this to me. Like, this isn't right. This isn't this. No, we're not supposed to see this. Like, I can't believe you're doing this. That this, no, no. Like she was flipping out. Yeah. And then she's like looking at me and she's like, stop smiling at me. You did this to me. Stop smiling. Like she was getting angry uh-huh. and it only lasts a couple minutes. Yeah. And then she like kind of comes down and she's like, Whoa, that was cool. You got to try that, you know. Uh-huh. <laughs> like you just, you were just about to eat my face. <laughs> yeah, that's, you know? <laughs> that's not the, the reaction you were expecting. But so I did it. I took my turn, mm-hmm. and you, you take the hit and you hold it in, and I just felt like, my, like my body was dissolving into particles, and they were like just like going out of my head, and like yeah. I could just feel myself drifting out, and I just went into this spiral. Like, like, you yeah. know, when you see like the trippy psychedelic art where it's like kind of like weird and like spirally. Yeah. Yeah. And I just kind of like went into this thing and, um, I'm looking around, there's like these people around it, kind of like a nightmare before Christmas ish with like uh-huh. skinny legs, you know, tall <laughs> skinny legs and like, and, and I did too. And, and like Holly's there in front of me and like, she's like, her image is going into this spiral with me. 
and I just thought I died. I can't uh-huh. believe I died. I just died. My and that was the first thing that came to my head. My kids are gonna find me. Their, their dad smoking salvia. Grief. <laughs> <laughs> you know what am I? What did I do? Yeah. And then it wears off after a couple of minutes, and like I went into like this like month long depression after that yeah, because yeah. it was it was partly because just the realization of death. Yeah. Yeah. And like having like it was almost like it was more real, you know, like, yeah. Cause, cause I actually felt that emotion of, Oh man, I, my kids, you know, well, was, yeah, you probably, you genuinely, like genuinely thought that that was a possibility. So you kind of got closer than maybe, um, a lot of people do, you know? Right. Right. And that was part of it. And the other part of it was, I just, there was just more, there's, you, you just know there's more out, like there's just stuff we don't see. Like there are dimensions that, are going on there's there's things going on in alternate dimensions that are like overlaying this dimension that are right here as like as mm-hmm. we're sitting here living our lives as we're, we're as you're sitting right there there's something going on in that exact same place in an yeah. alternate dimension yeah kind of like that string theory stuff or and and that and that was getting to me too because it was like man we put like so much importance on the bullshit mm-hmm. of day-to-day living and yeah. there's like so much more like there's like it's like it's like so much bigger than, and and amazing and whatever than any of us think. Mm-hmm. And so I never did it again. I never <laughs> thought of doing yeah, challenges. Yeah, sounds maybe I, maybe I'm a prude, but that sounds a little too rich for my blood. That would be scary. <laughs> it, it was harsh. I mean, and, and since then I've done some other things, you know, mushrooms and things that aren't as harsh as that. That have been a little bit more gentle mm-hmm. in uh, like just reaching spiritual awareness. Yeah. Um, but, but, you know, more recently the things I've tried just haven't worked. I almost feel like, um, like, like maybe I've already like gotten there, you know? So mm-hmm. like the psychedelic drugs don't really, it's like, it's like, well, where's the trip, man? <laughs> you know? yeah. It's just like no effect anymore. It's kind of frustrating. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, so that was that, and and then and and so, um. But yeah, so I know what you mean when you when you talk about wanting to uh, when you talk about your kids, and and this fear of dying while your kids are still young, because that's exactly that was the first thing I was like, oh man, I died, my kids, with their yeah. kids, you know, right, right. You see, and I I would suppose that that's pretty normal, you know. And, and that... then when I and then you I come out of it and I'm thinking and and all these things are going through my head like. Okay, my my kids are gonna die one day, you know. Like there's like, right. And then and then there's like this, this. Uh, I'm I'm carrying on the grief of my kids dying before they die, just knowing they're mortal, you know. Like someday yeah. they're going to. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, I I had that thought actually recently. I you know I I live near a cemetery, and so I I just went on a jog, went through the cemetery, and there's these tombstones, and some of the death dates are in the. 1920s and late 1800s and i'm just thinking like it these people are are kind of like long forgotten you know what i mean yeah and like we'll all be there it, it it's just a, an unusual thing it's just a blink man but it feels so important yeah yeah you know and, and i'm at a part point in my life where i'm i know i'm beyond the halfway point yeah i might yeah. i'm probably at the two-thirds point you know and so it's like I've lived. Like, it blows my mind when I think that I'm coming up on my 30th high school reunion or you know, right. date, and it's like 30 yeah. years since I've yeah. been out of high school. I yeah. could have been. I could have if I was born on the day I graduated from high school. I still could have lived my whole life and gone through high school and still been at like my 15th reunion. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's, it's uh... like, and it's like, what if I, what, if, what, what, what's, what's my legacy? Like, I got to start working on this legacy. <laughs> you know? Well, and that's like, I think where, you know, I sometimes people talk about the midlife crisis. I think it's, I think it's real. I really do because it's that you have those thoughts of like, um, just having to cope with the, the loss of, of youth and you look ahead at the, the future years. And, and I think, I do think it's changed a bit where, you know, 50s aren't what they used to be and the 60s aren't what they used to be but um 
you know, because people just live longer, and I think quality of life is is better than it was in previous generations. But um, I think, um, you know, I, I I've I've got I'm a little bit younger than you are, but like I'm still this is a, this year will be the twentieth um, year that I'm out of out of high school, and it has been a, a bit of a trip of like uh, not feeling so young anymore, even just the stupid things of like. Um, not being as limber, <laughs> yeah. just like like it, it aching and those kind of things, and and I it's just knowing that that's that's not going to get better, it's just it's just going to get worse. So. Yeah, I mean, no matter how hard you uh, put work into your body, it's still going to deteriorate. You know, yeah. Yeah. maybe not at the same pace as others, but yeah, yeah, it's crazy, and you know, I think too, you know, my. Uh, my daughter recently had her birthday and I'm thinking I'm talking to her. I'm like, I had a, like when I was your age, you were two. (laughs) Yeah. Like, like, like imagine that life. And, and she's the same age that Holly was when I met Holly. And it's like, imagine being at your age with a, as being a single mother at your age. And suddenly here comes this 32 year old, guy with three kids and suddenly you go to become a mother of four overnight you know yeah <laughs> at your age it's like it blows me away like like they just it's like you know and i have like a 19 year old and it's like i just remember back at 19 of like and, and she talks and she's got these ideas and like and part of me is just like automatically like just rolling my eyes because like i'm just thinking she's a kid yeah and then the other part of me is like no, yeah. you know, man, those thoughts that I was forming at 19 are still my thoughts, you know, to, to this right. day. So, like, yeah. these are grown people. Well, I think that all the time with with music, some of the the music that still touches me and still just I think is amazing, phenomenal music. A good portion of that was made by people in their 20s. And right. you know, you I look I look at people in their 20s now, and I think, oh man, they just they don't get it. But but the reality is like. They created some amazing, phenomenal, beautiful work, and um, so you know maybe maybe I can reserve reserve the the judgment and being dismissive. Yeah, you know I, I look at a lot of music too, and I think and and and, and movies too. Like when you I, I watch some old movies, and I'll think, man, when I remember watching this when I was like in my twenty, you know, early twenties. And seeing these actors and thinking how old they were. And now yeah. here I am in real life, 10, 15 years older than these actors and that, than they were in that movie, you know, looking looking at it. I don't know, it's weird because you still kind of look at these people with authority. Like yeah. these people that were making music at 27 mm-hmm. when I was 18. Yeah. And here I am at 46 yeah. looking back at these those songs. And it's like that person is like still has that authority to to me, you know what I mean? Right. It's like, I don't look at that right. person as a 27 year old person. I look at that person as how I saw them when I first heard it or saw right. them. It's weird. Which is, which is why I think that midlife crisis stuff, I think plays into that because you're, you're kind of playing those two roles where you, you see these people who you, um, held up as, you know, again, with this position of authority. And then you look at their, they're actually way younger than you are now. And it's kind of like feeling, well, no, I can't go back to this, I don't know, this, maybe this idea of the prime, you know, this people living in their primes and, um, and you've passed it and it's a, it's a weird feeling. So you got to find a new, I think part of of the the middle age is finding the new prime, I guess. (laughs) What can you be prime at now? Yeah. I was just, like I said, I was doing this cure, listening to the, this cure playlist the other day. I've been really into the cure lately because their new album's coming out and I've been, yeah, I don't, I don't know what's been lately. I've been, it's, I went a few, I went a few years without listening to them. And like right now that that's kind oh, of in my playlist, yeah, but I've been kind of like looking at watching some stuff on YouTube and you know, like he's still out there putting out music and he, he looks, he's 60 and he looks 70. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> and, and you see them age, but and, and but I, was, I go like on YouTube and you see the stuff that they were doing in the late '80s, early '90s, and I used to think how he was seemed so much older. And mm-hmm. you look at him and and how and, and how even thinking even when like when Wild Mood Swings came out, I was thinking, oh man, he's getting 
uh, chunky, you know, he's kind of yeah, putting on some yeah. weight. And then you go back and look now and it's like, holy crap, he wasn't like, I don't, why, why would I think that? He looks young and vibrant. And right. Then, and I don't know, man, it's, I've been, I've been in a weird place the past couple of weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and that's where we talk about like hindsight being 2020. I think, I think there's some truth to that because I think it's hard to have perspective in the present. It just is, you know? Um, speaking of the past. Yeah. Do you have like, are there, do you have any like moments are, are like defining moments of your life that like somebody said something and that stuck with you and like you still like all these years later like that's still a piece of advice that yeah yeah it's hard like it's hard to think of specifics in the moment but i know um when like having an experience say i'm dealing with something that uh piece of advice that's come from the past has been really relevant um, like I think of in my career, in my career, like, um, uh, an example of, I had a professor say, when you go into teaching, really, you don't feel like you've got it down until after maybe five years. And at the time, think, and, and I didn't think this was some phenomenal professor, but I remember at the time thinking, five years you mean it's gonna take me five years to like feel like i've got this figured out and thinking oh give me a break and then like going through it and like he was right um like it takes some some years before you really feel like you have it down and uh, so that's just like a example in context but um i've had those moments i've also had moments of where like um there i i people maybe um, doubted me, you know, cause I, when we talked about this in the past, like I've always, I look younger than I am and, and, um, and I'm also kind of a quiet reserved guy. And so when, um, just kind of take me at face value, you think I'm just a guy, not even a guy. You think you, you, people used to think I'm just some kid. And, um, and so, uh, sometimes that will stick with me where maybe I felt like somebody underestimated me and, um, and this probably speaks more to my lack of self-confidence <laughs> than anything else, but it's like, there's this sense of, well, I'm going to prove you wrong kind of thing. Um, it's something that comes to mind. Um, you know, I, I'm in an administration now and I had a teacher, um, in high school who is now in, in uh, the district administration who, um, just didn't think too highly of me. In fact, I think I failed his class. <laughs> now we're, we work together all the time. And I, I just, there's this weird, sweet satisfaction of, Oh yeah, you didn't think I was going to amount to much, you know? Um, but, but again, I think that's more of a lack of self-confidence and, and the truth of the matter is at the time I, I was really kind of lazy in class and wasn't giving much effort. And then really he had no other reason to think otherwise of me, but, but yeah, so I have those moments where, um, specific words that were said or whatever still still ring a bell how come what, what makes you think of that um i don't I, I had i had a specific thing I, I wanted to say but as you were as you were talking i just wanted to add something to what you just said yeah about it taking five years mm -hmm. um i had the same thing in college where i started out in uh as in the architecture program right and there's there's a class called Introduction to the Architectural Profession, mm -hmm. and it's basically the class to weed out the people who aren't going to be committed. You know, it's like telling you right. how you're going to spend seven years in college and yeah. you're come out. You're going to make less than a teacher. Yeah, and you're going to be forty before you actually get licensed. You know, you got to put in all this mm -hmm. time. And I was like, mm -hmm. fuck this. Yeah, you yeah. know. And and now I'm like I'm at that age where it's like. Man, I probably would have, I would have just been coming into my own right now. Yeah. And instead, weird. I've done nothing. You know? <laughs> <laughs> but, so that's just funny how how like how you think about uh, a time. It's the same time, thing yeah, with time. The same thing with uh, with when I first started writing screenplays. Um, mm -hmm. Probably at around that same time in college, late late nineties, early two thousands, and. 
And I remember reading the script for Gladiator mm-hmm. as as a 23 year old and thinking uh, I could never. How, I'm like just how great it was, and it's like you can feel the life experience in that writer and like looking at who wrote it. And it's like, of course it's like some 50 year old guy, you know, that's yeah. yeah. And, the tw- and I, as a 23 year old writer, I was like kind of co- trying to compare myself and getting down on myself because like my writing wasn't up to like that, the fullness of an experienced yeah. person, not an, even an experienced writer, just an experienced human, you know? Yeah. And now here yeah. I am now with some experience behind me and, and my hands are failing and my yeah. carpal <laughs> tunnel and I can barely type and my vision's blurry and yeah and it's like man if only I could have taken what I know now into who I was right 20 years ago I could have I might, might might be able to do something with it well that's the that's the thing of and it comes back to that thing of being middle age of like realizing that um time goes quick I remember you know when when I worked at the construction company and remember Corey right of course and we were uh, driving in a truck, and he was, um, he had he had to have only been like 26, right? And he was talking about I need to go back to school, but I'm an old I'm I'm going to be the oldest one in college, and I'll be I'll be 30 when I graduate, <laughs> you know, like yeah. like talking about I was, I'm just going to be so old. And I remember saying to him, I said, Well, you're going to be 30 anyway, you know, so you could be 30 with finishing school or 39 and I remember that kind of being a moment of like oh yeah I guess you can but I, I look back at that now of that really I you know at the time seems like so far away but it's just not it just goes time just goes yep. it's hard to have that percep- um, that perception depth yep. perception you know so what I really wanted to talk about uh-huh. is um, Dave yeah, yeah. Uh, our our former stepdad, right, Dave, and it's kind of that same thing. Like I I don't, I'm trying to think back to he how old he was when he died. He was 45 when he died. So I'm, I'm so that, and that's kind of something that's been on my head and the my mind yeah, in the past week is like I'm that, like this actually. age of this guy who, when I was a teenager. I don't know. They, I mean, they were already divorced, and he was remarried to someone else when he died. So it's not like his death was like this big. In fact, I had already. I think. I think Megan was already born. I think I was. I was out of the house and. Yeah. yeah. And then moved on with life, but. Uh huh. Um, in fact, I remember when my mom called and said that David died. I was like, "Good, fuck that guy." <laughs> 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 but, uh, but, but. I think you had a, a lot different relationship with him than I did because like when he yeah. came into our life, I was 14 Yeah. and like, that's not really the age you want to introduce. Like I was 14 and I was doing whatever the hell I wanted to do. Right. You know? And then suddenly right. here comes this guy who like, I, you know, looking back, I think about what an, or, or at the time I think about what an asshole he was, you know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but looking back, it's like, this was just some guy in his late thirties who like was, yeah. This guy who had five of his own kids and had yeah. been divorced and had this t- crazy ex-wife, yeah, getting married to someone with five kids with yeah. nothing, you know, basically poverty level, you know, uh-huh. Uh-huh. and just the the and and then then this oldest fucking prick stepkid that he's got me, <laughs> you know that 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 butted heads with him on everything, yeah, you know, um. But I don't think you had that relationship with him because I you right. were a lot younger. Yeah, I mean, he was probably more of a father figure to you. Oh yeah, it was. So I was six when he came around, and so um, and you know, dad left when I was four, and and when dad left, he he left. You know, so like mm-hmm. I I I have very very few memories of dad. Um, as as like my father in the house and everything um and then there are actually few even after he left because he just didn't come around and so um so even now like dad you know and I, I don't take a ton of issue with dad and we talked about that a little bit in the past but he feels more like an uncle to me you know what i mean like right. that's how much i've seen him compared to like a father whereas i probably still in my life even though dave was around for 
six years, I think is how long they were married. I've still cumulatively spent way more time with Dave than I, I remember spending time with, with dad. And so he was, he was, and he, and you know, Dave had a temper and, um, he didn't always treat mom very well and, and they had their own, own issues and, and, you know, he could be physical and all that stuff. Um, but he, me and him personally, he, he never treated me poorly. Um, and he treated me like his own child. And so I didn't personally have an issue with him where I took issue with him was, um, that he, um, you know, hurt my mom and would fight my brothers and, you know, those kind of things. That was the part where I had issue with him. And, um, and so I had like, when I'm, when he died, it was a very weird feeling because I had very ill feelings with him. You know, he, he, you know, cheats on her mom. He, uh, she eventually kicks him out that last six months to a year that he was in the house. He was kind of an asshole. He just came home grumpy all the time. The only time he and I ever really had an issue was in that final year. Um, and, and I was becoming a teenager, you know, and so there's just, you're just dealing with that stuff anyway. And, and, uh, so there was, you know, they had been divorced for three years when he died. And so those whole three years, I was just furious with him. We ended you know, we ended up having to move out of the home. We lived, we you know, moved into a trailer and, and, um, just kind of turned life upside down, um, when he left. And so there was just this animosity of like, you know, and then, and mom was also, um, like in deep mourning. And, and so I was seeing that every single day of my life. And so those three years, um, I built up a huge sense of resentment toward him. And then when he died, it was like this, this weird feeling of like, Whoa, hold on a second. Um, like that was a, a big time wrestle with me and that, that sent me into a tailspin. Um, I was, when he died, I was a sophomore in high school and, um, it just, I didn't quite, I just didn't quite know. I don't know. It, it was just, it just had a weird, a weird impact on me. Um, and I, that's kind of around the time I, I had always struggled in school, um, and did well my freshman year. And then that sophomore year, things kind of fell apart for me a little bit. And I, I think some of it was that just processing how I felt and didn't was school wasn't the focus. It was this emotional thing. Um, but yeah, I guess anyway, it was, it was a different experience for me because, um, he, he was actually to me personally, he was really good. And, um, and to, and, and he had a, his son was a, he and I were a year apart. So we were like best buddies. And so I couldn't wait for him to come over when, you know, he'd, he'd go get his kids every weekend. And so we'd have these or every other weekend or whatever their schedule was. And so I had this like in-house buddy that we'd hang out with all the time and we'd go places wherever. And, and, um, and so like, it was, it was like, he was my dad while he was there. Like that was, he felt like my father. And so, um, yeah, it's it funny that weird. you would be excited when his kids came over because it was the yeah, complete opposite for me. Because the son that he had that corresponded with my age was like yeah. this cowboy, you know? Right. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and we didn't, and we didn't, like, I mean, he was fine. We didn't, like, argue or, like, we never uh-huh. really butted heads. We just didn't really talk to each other. Uh-huh. You know? Even when, like, they moved in with us and we went to the same school and I used to drive him to school every day. Yeah. I never really like we just didn't we weren't friends we weren't enemies uh-huh. but we just had zero in common right right except that he was invading my space yeah <laughs> yeah. yeah and I you know I remember once Dave and I had gotten in a fight and I was trying to I was leaving I was in my car and he came running out I was in the driveway and he kicked mm-hmm. the door of my car and it yeah. shattered the window and I don't remember little, this. Thing, little things like that that yeah. that stick with me. Yeah. But but you know, on the positive side of Dave, there's something that he said to me once that uh-huh. has always stuck with me and I use it all the time. It's kind of become my mantra that I yeah. use in life. It's kind of what's gotten me out of a lot. So he used to drive the that big ass brown bus <laughs> van <laughs> yeah. thing that had all the seats in it because yeah. he, he drove the carpool. 
Yeah, he held like he worked, 15 he wor- or 17 people. Yeah, and he worked, he worked like, Hours I don't know, an hour and a half, hour, hour and a half yeah. away. And so all the people down in our, he, so he, he started, he just, it was like part of the company's thing. And then he ended up buying it and then like people would pay him gas. And he kind of, I think it was like a side business for him, like driving this carpool of all these people yeah. to work. But I remember being in that van and he, we had stopped and he had gotten, I had gotten a hot chocolate probably in the winter and uh-huh. I was holding, I was riding in the front seat and we hit a bump and like hot chocolate goes spilling everywhere. Yeah. And he's like, you got to ride loose in the saddle is what he said to me. And he's like, and he even explained, you know what that means? That means you don't need to like hold on to that thing so tight. Like you need to let, like move with the yeah. motion of the van <laughs> and, and you won't spill your hot chocolate. <laughs> And like that's the like that's what I I always say that to everybody you, you yeah. gotta ride loose in the saddle and like yeah. even like and it'll still I'll I'll be like like in the car with a drink and we'll hit a bump and I'll just go fluid <laughs> the bump and like it's like <laughs> I got you life <laughs> yeah <laughs> totally yeah there is some definitely some some truth in that cowboy wisdom I'll tell you what. <laughs> And it's just, it's just been everything, everything I've done for probably from that moment on, I've been riding loose uh, in the saddle. Yeah. Just so you don't get a sore ass is basically yeah, yeah. what he what was, what he was saying. Yeah. There's good. There's going to be bumps. So it is. Yeah. So that's, that's like the moment it was like, I have like these few, few, few moments. I actually remember him. Mm-hmm. Uh, I actually remember him. One of them was a fist fight we got into and one of them was him smashing my window and one of them was uh, <laughs> him telling me to ride loose in the saddle so i guess 30 percent is not bad you right some, you lose some. <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah he i remember we were watching this um this uh documentary on on vietnam and uh i was asking him who who won the war in, in Vietnam and, and um, I still don't know how I feel about his response but he said well you know um, you know here's the thing is is nobody ever really wins in war and he kind of went on about how like um, both sides really lose a lot because you have all these people who are sacrificing and, and in, in some ways like it, it was really wise it was like you're right like n- nobody wins in war and then, but on the other hand, I, I kind of felt like it was his unwillingness to recognize that, like, yeah, we lost that one. <laughs> you know what I mean? So <laughs> right, like, right. It's, I don't, I don't know, I don't know where his his motivations came from, but uh, but that's one of those moments that that sticks with me. But yeah, yeah. So Good I mean, it's just, it's just it's just weird to it's just I, I mean I don't know. It just kind of goes along with with. Uh, you know, just time, like, like how things would have been different had he come along now, you know, like, yeah. like he actually yeah. probably would have been, I don't know. It was just, it was just a bad, it was a bad time for everybody. Cause like, I, I and, and I guess there was just mixed things going on because like I was dealing with, you know, the loss of our dad yeah, and, and trying to put that into like trying to reconcile that right with some guy who, you know, and, and being, I don't know. I wasn't like the model. I wasn't a model son, you know, <laughs> I like, like my kids now are like so much different than I was. Like I didn't, yeah. I like did, I rebelled against everything. I didn't, I wanted to just do my thing. And maybe that's why my kids are different. Cause I let them do their thing. I like don't, right. I have zero expectations for them. Yeah. I, I think there's a lot to that. I really do. But but it was just, I don't know. It was just, I don't know. It was just, it was just, it's weird to think like how different of a person I, and actually I don't think I was a different person. I actually think I'm still that same person I was at 18, which is why it blows me away that I have these little adults that <laughs> my kids mm-hmm. are these adults that are like who they are now is who they're always going to be. Yeah. You know, yeah. on the inside. Yeah. And just like with, I, just with more perspective as they go. Right. Right. And that's, mm-hmm. and that's exactly it. I'm, I, I'm that same person I was at that 14 year old kid when this guy I remember, I remember him trying to talk to you like football, you know, trying to talk yeah. <laughs> and, and only now, so like 30 years later, I, I just, 
I know how to handle myself on the outside better. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like I'm just, I don't know, maybe I'm just more polite, you know, than I used yeah. to be. Yeah. And it's just more, it's just more of the way I, 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 I can control my outside appearance, but on the yeah. inside, it's still pretty much that same lost kid. Yeah. Well, it's, it's interesting how, you know, thinking about Dave, like how to view things as time goes on with a little bit more perspective and, and being, you know, that roughly the same age he was when, when he was around and how would you handle these situations and what was he trying to deal with? And they, together they had 10 kids, you know, like what, there's just some, some real stressors in life, I guess. Um, and so I still have conflicted feelings with him because on one hand, like I was saying, um, he really was a father to me and he treated me really well. On the other hand, like, there are, it, it took me a long time. So I, you know, I was a kid, like I was saying, he was six when he came around and I was 12 when he left. And so I was a child basically when, when, um, when he was in my life and when he would like, and, and he could be genuinely, genuinely mean, like, like, um, I remember when he would, um, fight you or like fight our, our other brother. And like at one point completely choking him out. And like, and I I was just a child when all that was going on and he would fight our mom. And, um, and I was frightened when, when those things would happen as a kid, I didn't know what to do. And and we kind of have this natural fight or flight. I would go hide. Um, and, um, I, I, I genuinely remember some of the fights that he would get in and I, I would just run into that hallway closet that we had, the coat closet, and I would hide in the closet because I was scared. And, um, and I, I remember, uh, specifically being, uh, it was in that final year, um, him, I was in my room, which was your old room down there, but he and mom had got into it and he was like genuinely, um, like hurting mom. And I, I remember seeing it and, that stuff messed with me for years. Like I, I remember as, as an adult being a young adult and being in situations where people, um, would get in an argument. Um, I, I, I have some, um, some people in my, in my in-laws family who will sometimes get drunk and fight each other, you know? Right. <laughs> and so like, um, I remember the first couple of times that happened, um, just, you know, in my late teens, early twenties, that the initial reaction felt just like when, when Dave would get physical and my gut reaction was, I got to get out of here. Holy shit. I got to get out of here. And I've had to learn as an adult, like to train myself of, no, there's some situations I've just got to intervene. Like I've got to fight the desire to, to run away and go hide in a closet. And like, and especially with my job, like sometimes like shit gets hairy and, um, my responsibility is you got to step in. And sometimes that's even like with other adults, like it's, you'll be at a game and there's parents that are whatever, and you got to like step in and mediate and stuff. And my, my inclination is to hide. And I, I've had to train, like it's, and, and it, and it felt very similar, very similar to how it felt when I was a kid. Um, and that's why it's, it's, I feel like it's this direct relationship to those six years because it, that's like the instant thing that it reminds me of, um, in the moment of it. And, um, it's taking me, it's taken me, you know, at least a good decade, um, to kind of, um, push back against that feeling a little bit. And so I don't know, it's just weird. I just have a weird relationship with that whole time period. That's funny that you, uh, I'm, I'm the exact opposite. It's weird. Cause I'm, I pretty much go through life looking for trouble <laughs> to get in the middle of <laughs> and break up, you know, uh-huh. it's like, I like, I like, I, I, I like being the one that gets in the middle of a fight and, and separates it. It's, yeah. It's, yeah. I like, I used to do a lot more traveling for work and, and my wife would always be like, don't be a hero. You know, <laughs> I don't like, like I don't, if you see some shit going down, just please stay out of it because you're going to a strange yeah. city. <laughs> yeah. 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 See, not me. That's like me. Like it's, uh, oh, I just want to, I just want to r- want to run. And, and, but, and sometimes like the thing is, is sometimes like you, like there needs to be an adult in the room. Like honestly, sometimes like stuff will, will 
will get really, really hairy if somebody just doesn't intervene and calm things down. And um, so, like, like we do, we need we need people to step in um, sometimes. But yeah, yeah, you know, on on the on the other hand, I mean, there's 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 a lot of, there's a lot of shit that goes on that in 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 relationships and makes people do what they do and and yeah and i never saw dave be physical to our mom uh-huh. um i oh, i heard about it after he died is yeah well yeah. all, all the shit that he actually did do i mean i only know him the like him being physical with me and ryan right um but like i i i like there's part of me that also kind of understands like where that that frustration like the rage that comes from frustration yeah. because like i have this like yeah. I, I don't i have the same problems when i talk to mom yeah yeah like like there she i don't know what it is but she can trigger me to yeah. where like we can't like we text like we can't really have a phone conversation because it yeah, yeah. she'll always say something that triggers me to where we end up in a fight and so like to look back and to always think about what an asshole Dave was like, I'm sure he was getting triggered, you know? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's got like, it's, there's, there's two sides to everything, you know, there's, there, there's, there's two parties involved and she wasn't a complete victim. I'm sure. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, and that's, that's the thing I've, I've learned is, you know, just over life is there, there are, there are always two sides to a story. And I do think that he, um, he definitely lacked, he, I think lacked the skill to be able to, um, sometimes contain himself. Um, and, and sometimes I'm sure. But you know, that whole family does that to me. That whole side of the family (laughs) does that to me. And, and they, that side of the family, our mom's sister's, and yeah. brother and ki- children of those people, like our, my, our yeah. cousins. Yeah. I think I'm kind of perceived as a hot-headed, like, like it's always like, you're so angry. I'm like, even our aunt said, yeah. you're, so, you're always so angry. And it's like, what are you talking about? I'm the most filled with love and light. I just want to help make the world a better place. Motherfucker, <laughs> you've ever met. You know and it's just the way they, they know how to push these buttons. And it's yeah. like the things I, I get, I rage at are yeah. like mostly because like their inability to see how they're doing, how they're damaging the world. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. Well, I was, I was just talking about that very thing with our, our other brother a couple of weeks ago. Cause, cause um, the same claims have been made um, about him. And, um, and I, I kind of feel like to lean into it a little bit of like, well, well, yeah, because I am angry about this. <laughs> like there, there's some things that like are justifiably angry about about the way this conversation is going down or the way um, a certain perspective is being dismissed or holier than now or whatever it is. And um, I think I don't I don't think. Oh, you're just angry. Is it? I don't think that's a pejorative, even though that's what they mean. They mean it as this insult and this dismissive way. But, but I think some of that anger is totally justified. And so, you know, I, I, uh, I definitely empathize with with what you're saying there. Well, this has been a therapy session. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for real. <laughs> Oh man, things I haven't thought about in a long time. Yeah. So yeah, so so you know, I don't, and maybe what I've done isn't the 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 way to do it, but it's the way I've done it was is to just like walk away from, you know what I mean? And yeah, and even in yeah. even in walking away and like just like muting, yeah, I get perceived as as being angry. You know what I mean? Right. <laughs> like there's no there's right. no way to win. Like no, unless isn't. unless you come around to being a. Uh, destructive um non-caring believer of trickle-down economics <laughs> right 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 and i just can't do that man <laughs> <laughs> yeah no i'm with you i'm with you and and, you know, and i oh, sorry go ahead we, we, we have this we have this uncle i'm not going to mm-hmm. name names but that mm-hmm. guy gets away with 
everything because he's got the title or he's got the the descriptor well he's just rough around the edges that's yeah. just you know what i mean and he gets yeah. to be an asshole yeah but when you're like no man you don't get to be that asshole suddenly it's like oh you have anger issues <laughs> and it's like oh man here it comes here comes the dave inside of me <laughs> yeah <laughs> so yeah i i, I uh it's it's funny because you know hearing you say that it 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 um it really does like go back to i think our experience in the past of like when you encounter that feeling you handled it a certain way and when i encountered that feeling i handled it the opposite way like honestly it was it, uh, go go uh, kind of run and hide and i really think that so much of it is that um even today there's still is is a little bit of that um, going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Even now. What do you because, mean? Because, well, just because, like, I, uh, there's still some things that really frustrate me within, you know, within the, the family talk. I, I, I would definitely say it's with everybody pretty much off Facebook, you know, and nobody really interacting much through social media. Um, I think the interaction between the family has definitely died down. Like it's, it's nowhere where it was in 2008, 2009, 2010 and so on. Right. Um, but, um, when things get to where like I am frustrated and disagree, it's like, I, I just bow out. You know what I mean? It's like, I'm not, I'm not going there. And I don't know that that's always the right answer either. I don't know, man. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I just, I just, there's there if 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 I, i'm i'm pretty good about like letting things go and le- like let's talk about the things we do have in common but yeah, yeah. but i don't know why I, I maybe and maybe i'm not as good at it as i think i am you know and because it just seems like whenever i have any interaction with anybody on on that side of the family, I, it turns yeah. into something and I don't, I don't feel like I'm the one bringing it up, but maybe I am. Maybe, maybe it's just my general attitude going into it just triggers that, yeah. you know? Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's definitely, I know, I know, I mean, you, you eventually kind of bowed out of the whole conversation and dialogue with everybody, um, over the last few years, but, um, and, but you know what? So, so is everybody else. Like it's, it's, uh, the, the amount of communication between everybody is just done. And, and I, that's the thing about social media. Sometimes I think, um, in a weird way, it almost ruins relationships. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, that's what Facebook did. It allowed everybody's opinions to be, um, yeah. Uh, out there in public and it's like yeah. I really didn't want to know this about you I re- really yeah. genuinely liked you yeah. until you just made this stupid post yeah. <laughs> and now I can't even believe that I've been friends with you my entire life yeah. if that's how how do you we've been tight our entire life how in the hell do you have that opinion you know right. <laughs> like, right. like, like let's just go back to me not knowing that you had that opinion like why did totally. you put that opinion in my face totally <laughs> And unfortunately, I think everybody's learned that just a decade too late. I don't know. I, I mean, there's, I don't know if it's too late. I think it all probably needed to happen. It's like if yeah. if, if we were all going to be friends and, and this big one loving family, we would we would have been, you know? <laughs> right, that's true. <laughs> that's true. But here yeah. we are. Yep. Well, I think this is a probably pretty good time to stop before we both get in trouble, if we haven't already. <laughs> yeah, totally. <laughs> totally. Um, this was uh, okay. this was fun, I think. Yeah, yeah. For sure. Well, we'll just do this again soon. Yeah. Okay, man. Well, we'll, uh, we'll catch you later. Yeah, sounds good. Your mother's gone. You have no father. Yes, my father's gone. What about your brother, your sister? To see you through.